You're listening to Awakening with Rabbi Ami Silver on the Shefa Podcast Network. Join Rabbi Ami as he shares from the wellsprings of Jewish spiritual teaching and practice and guides us on a path of healing, transformation, and awakening to experiencing the divine. And I was thinking on my way over here this morning about a, a mashal, an analogy for, for tefillah, and in, in part in the way that we've been relating to it, both in this last few shiurim, and also just before, like how we relate to it in general. And I don't think it's a perfect analogy, but I'll, I'll say this. Imagine you went to Ikea, and you bought a piece of furniture, like a, whatever, a bookcase, a side table, and you open it up, and he's like, great, I've got my, my things, all the pieces are here, and it doesn't have an instruction manual. So you know the pieces in there can build your coffee table. But, and you know that you should have all the pieces at your disposal there, and there's nothing else that, that needs to be put in there, but, but there's no instructions for how to do it. And uh, it feels like a little bit like that's where we've been with Fila for a few thousand years. <laughs> I mean, I can't speak for a few thousand years ago. I've only been here for a couple of decades, but it feels a little bit like that's where, where we're at collectively. No, we don't have the instruction manual. We have, we have the tools, the ingredients, and, and like the whole thing presented to us, but we, but we have no manual to figure out like how to use this for its intended purpose. We have parts of the instruction manual. We even probably have all the instructions, but they're not all in one place. <laughs> they're sort of scattered all about. Um, and, but maybe more just on a practical level in terms of, you know, you're already bringing up in, in, developmental education. When we're, quote unquote, trained to daven, whether implicitly or explicitly, we're not trained on a experiential basis of how do we relate and experience the thing that we're doing. We're told kind of the, the choreography. Turn to this page, say these words, say these ones loudly, say these ones quietly, stand, sit, bend, bow, stand, turn the page. Like we're told the steps, but not the how the steps and the substance and the person kind of fit together. Except the Hebrew speaker. For a Hebrew speaker, it's intuitive because you know what you're saying. Um, But I would venture to guess that even a Hebrew speaker would still be smacked in the face by what are all these... First of all, what do these words even mean? And why am I saying all these words? And why are there so many of them? And why does this one come after this one? And what what is Vayivarech David? Like, what what is this? You know, it's... uh, On many levels, the instruction manual is missing. Um, And... You know, a little bit, a little bit, when we're reading the words of our teachers of the generations that are, you know, we'll see today, you can see I brought a lot of books. I don't, they don't all fit, they don't all exist on a online to put onto a page. So, but uh, when, when we hear about descriptions of tefillah from our tzaddikim, so they sound beautiful, but they also sound like, that's, that doesn't look at all like what I know of prayer. <laughs> Like it's an inspiring idea, but it, it doesn't seem to have to do with what we do 
as praying Jews, which then raises the question like, are they doing something entirely different? Or am I doing the same thing as them, but in an entirely different way? And are they opening us kind of a window up into a dimension of prayer of tefillah that is there at the root? And, uh, and even then, what are the instructions? And then I say that, you know, I don't, I'm not one to re- who's really, to really believe in like highly technical um, ways of, of relating to the infinite. I'm not talking about technical instructions in a formulaic way. There's no such like there's no guaranteed cause and effect, but but it's more how we're approaching what we're learning that it's 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 opening a window. And that's really what I want to frame what we're going to look at here: opening a window into <clears throat> kind of the more elemental um, dimensions of of tefillah. And on that note. <clears throat> I uh, I read a story once about somebody who who was I believe like a professor of uh, Jewish mysticism or Jewish thought was really interested in Kabbalah and he wasn't particularly religious in the conventional way but you know he really loved this material and, and he had a relationship with Rav Steinzeltz and uh, and he was complaining to Rav Steinzeltz how regardless of how much he's going to learn and understand and and care about this in his lifetime he's always going to feel like he's on the outside. He's like, because I just don't connect with like the religious kind of way of life. He said, but the one thing I can say is, you know, other than anytime I say Shema, I feel like a jolt of electricity run down my spine and like all the hairs on my body stand on end just for a moment. But that's all. It's just like this passing thing. And Roshan's also is like, that's all. <laughs> and you think that you're on the outside and all the religious Jews who are doing all of the actions daily are, 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 are on the inside. You know, how many <clears throat> moments of connection, of real contact do we have in our, in our, in our life that's filled with Avodat Hashem? So it's, uh, it's an Avodah that we all need to, <laughs> need to take into our own, into our own Arba Amot. Yeah. Because um, ultimately, and this is really what we've been looking at the last few weeks, that, you know, a philosophical God you could worship without a feeling of connection. A God who exists philosophically, theologically, conceptually. So I can do all of the religious actions, and I'm, and that's kind of what, the, what it amounts to. But... But in a very real way, our God is a relational God. <laughs> the God of who creates this world and brings life into being is, by definition, a relational, a relational creator. Okay. We start with... We start the tefillah, We start with beautiful. We start with avod. We start with talking about an ancestral family relationship that, that we're connected to and that, that God has been connected to throughout. So again, I just want to bring it back, you know, to the story of Steinsoltz and the professor and, and what, what have you. Um, <clears throat> I think we all know within ourselves that... Uh, 
continuing to engage in tefillah without a sense of, of relational connection and a visceral sense of, ah, I'm touching something here or something is touching me here. So there, there's something missing, something that feels like it's missing. Um, so I'll do something today, which, uh, you know, what we've been doing till now is looking at uh, some of the more elemental makorot and Tanakh and, and, and Chazal behind Fila. And, and I think I said a few weeks ago that I don't want to just jump into the words of the of uh, the Hasidic Rebbe's because if we just read their words without like an understanding of the, the grounding in Chazal, so again, it's like detached. It's like, how does that have to do with what, what we're doing? But I feel like we've been building enough of a foundation that, that there's a lens and a context to now kind of hear some of their words. Um, so we'll see what we get to today. I, as, as usual, I'm, I'm overly ambitious with the words that I bring and the swearing that I bring. And the... Do you want the pages? Anyway. So, so I'm actually not going to start with something that's not on the page. I'm going to start reading you a few pieces from Rav Pinchas Mikoretz. Um, Pinchas Mikoretz, who was a contemporary of the Baal Shem Tov, who, the story goes, had an interaction, a relationship, and met the Baal Shem Tov, became somewhat of a Tamid Chaver of the Baal Shem Tovs. <clears throat> so I'll just kind of read you, this is from Imre Pinchas, it's a collection of, of Rav Pinchas Koritzer's um, teachings. This is in a section called Shar HaTfila. The person who the Talmud put together the Sefer, he says, I heard regarding the matter of, of davening that Rav Pinchas Makorit said, The world thinks that we pray before God. And it's not the case. It's not what it is. Because prayer itself is godliness. And he has a pasuk. As it says in Sefer Dvarim, He is your praise, He is your God. The one who is your praise is the one who is your God. Now, the truth is, I'll read the psukim to you from, from Parshat Ekev. For, for years, I've been looking at these psukim and reading on the Mepharshim, and it's like, nobody wants to just acknowledge the pshat as it's written because it just doesn't make sense. It's a little too, I don't know, provocative isn't the right word, like extreme. God is your praise, God is your God. So then he also says, He's quoting from here, it says from the Zohar and the Arizal, that the tefillah itself is one of the nicknames of, of God's malchut, malchut in this world, God's earthly, earthly manifest presence here. So just on the surface of Pinchas is saying, we don't pray to God. Prayer is God. God is prayer. I'll see you guys next week. <laughs> sit, sit with that for three times a day. We'll check in in a week. Um, again, it's taking us to a very elemental 
place, which is, I am not engaging in a legalistic formulaic ritual to perform a religious act to some godly commander out there. I am engaging with God. That is what I'm doing. I'll read you the psukim. On a higher level than doing everything else as is? Meaning to say, like, when we're doing all this stuff, to some degree, some might say we are also... Sure, we're also... We're, you, can, you can take that perspective of, you know... But maybe there's... We're, we're always interacting with the divine. In fact, the ultimate perspective uh, we've seen, P.S.S. Narebi loves quoting the Baal Shem Tov. He says, when you are looking at the world, you're looking at God and God is looking at you. Or what he described prayer as being God praying to God. That it's not I relating to an other, even though on, on a level of conscious awareness that is what is happening. So you can take a, you know, you can extend this, but when we're talking about, what we're really talking about is what what we can somehow let sink into our degree of awareness. <laughs> Look at these psukim. I'm just going to read you two psukim from, from Parshat Ekev. It's very mute. So, well, more than Moshe Rabbeinu is, starts this paragraph saying, What is it that God asks of you when it comes down to it? Have awe of God, be aware of God. Walking God's paths, loving God, and being devoted to God with your whole heart and soul. It goes on, mitzvot, this, that. Here, actually, Moshe Rabbeinu calls, says, because God is. Ha'el ha'gadol ha'gibor v'hanora evokes or invokes the words that, that will later be used as our entry into prayer. And then it comes down to Pasuk Kaf. Et Hashem melokecha tira oto ta'avod. Hashem your God, you shall have awe of, be aware of, intensely aware of. Oto ta'avod, devote yourselves to God. Ubo tidbak uvishmo tishavea. It is to God you shall cling. Attach yourself. To your God, attach yourself to God. God is your praise. God is your Elohim. So these this mitzvah, this this pasuk that Rav Pinchas is, is referring to, is coming on the heels of the mitzvah to be davek b'Hashem, to be attaching ourselves, walking in the path of with love and, and, and awe and devotion. And then saying, this is your prayer. This is your tehillah. Now, as I said, the Mepharshim take it to, to mean different things. Rav Pinchas Koritzer isn't the only one who, who reads this way. Um, before we go on Rav Pinchas, I'll just read you from Rabbi Nachman. Rabbi Nachman says in the Kutim Aran Tinyana, Torah Yud Tet. It's on your pages in the second source there. Rabbi Nachman says, Zeu ikaratachlit etzleinu, this is the, the main goal, the main objective for us. For tefillah to be encompassed in, included within God's unity, within God's oneness. In this way of God is your prayer. God is your, your, your Lord, your Elohim. 
that tefillah and Hashem are one, as it were. This is the true ultimate purpose. Um, the purpose of what? This Torah is talking about the ultimate purpose of, of being here in, in, in relationship with Hashem. What is this leading us towards? <clears throat> and this comes back to what I, what I was saying before, is that we are here to be engaged in a relational connection with our Creator, with our relational with the relational divine reality, being. And, and tefillah, and this is, kind of comes to your question, is that more, more than other areas of life, tefillah is the direct, the direct place where we enter into that intimate encounter. We saw, but we saw this in, in, we saw this in, in the Arucha Shulchan, for example, who says that, you know, tefillah is not counted as one of the 613 mitzvot. Why? Because it's the backbone of all the other mitzvot. It's like, like the that. spinal cord to the limbs of the body. The body cannot live without this elemental pillar of communication. What is the spinal cord? It's where that the conscious energy that allows life to flow through our bodies travels through that channel. So that's tefillah. Tefillah is entering into that channel of conscious life from source to branch out. To branch out. We are the, we're, we're that branch. We're, we're, in a sense, plugging into the, the spinal cord of, of our lives and of, of life of this world. The source. Yes. The Svarim basically will say we, by definition, are one with God. Everything is one with God. There's a a, a a life life learning of coming to be aware of that mm-hmm. to varying degrees. And since that's our that's that's the avoda. The avoda is is developing and growing our our awareness of that of that intimate being with and being part. This is a new concept for me. So. Yeah, it's a little shocking, <laughs> and it's hard to talk about. Hard it's hard to understand. <clears throat> With your permission, I want to share a few more pieces from Pinchas Mikoritz, okay? Pinchas Mikoritz quotes the, the Gemara Brachot, right? From where do we know that God prays? And again, Pinchas says, God is prayer. Not, we do this activity called daviding, and so God also, no. Tefillah itself is divine. The divine itself is tefillah. And, you know, as I'm talking about this, there's just, just one way of maybe touching this idea that goes back to some of the very first year and we, we had. You know, where do human beings from the beginning of time get this wild idea to, to look around at their world and speak to some kind of invisible force behind it and yeah. beyond it. Yeah. Like, what is that? Right, so, so in Chazal, in Midrash Chazal, Gemara Chulin, the Gemara paints a picture where the Bria itself requires 
this conscious being to be born out of it, to have that awareness and communicate and, and build a bridge of communication between Bria and Bore, between cre- creation and creator. But if we, if we take it back to its, to its roots, so I mean, this, this, this awareness of God is itself God waking up within the created world. It's not something that you just kind of, that, that that makes sense for us to just simply like we take it as a as a as a given because we're you know we've been around long enough that it just is part of part of human nature. But 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 wait a minute, why what? Like what? So again, this is and this is already giving a little more grounding to this idea that we these radical statements that Tvila is God calling unto God. That that conscious, aware, yearning connection and expression between us and our Creator is a divine reality, is a godly activity. <clears throat> Go read a few more because... Yeah. So when we daven, what are we doing? Great question. Let's... let's, let's Let's keep the questions for now. Not, <laughs> I don't think we're gonna. I'm not gonna have an answer, but we're 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 starting to let let it percolate. Just let, let it begin to percolate. Okay. Says Rufinchas Mikoretz. Ah, hold on. So here's another. Another thing that Rabbi Chasmi is is speaking that that in a sense begins to give some, I think, more practical guidance and expression of what this looks like to daven in this way, or to daven with this kind of frame of awareness. You know, what is the maybe to respond to your question? What is the story I'm telling myself when I'm doing this? That really helps inform how I approach it, right? So if the story I'm telling myself is, it's 8.30, it's time for Minion. Got to say these words, got to get to those words. So I'm, I'm, I'm framing it in its behavioral, even, you know, halachic frameworks. That's what I'm going to get out of it at some level. And if I'm telling myself a story that's a lot broader than that, if the story is, hello, God. <laughs> if that's the beginning point, so... So now maybe there's there's a next step that I can be led led to in that. Okay, so look at what Pecha says. Eitzal hitpalel kishabai love hayarame karosh baruchu v'lo kodem. Pecha's record says the eitzah for tefillah is daven when the light the the light from God touches you and not before. Vezeu perush bikorvatam lifnei Hashem. Right now daven aviu bikorvatam lifnei Hashem. They were brought close before God. What would it be like? Right? We we saw the, the the Mishnah, the Gemara, the Halachot of of being shoheb makom, of sitting in place in silence and 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 becoming aware of makom of mikomosho olam of God's all-encompassing presence as a prerequisite, the 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 fundamental kavana of entering tefillah. So because of course, saying, you know, if if you were to sit in this space and bring God into your present awareness, you'll feel when you're ready. What would it be like to feel like when to to, to daven when I when I feel like okay, 
you're here now. Not that you weren't here before, but now I'm here enough to re- recognize that you're here. And who's saying this again? And there's 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 one other piece, and maybe I'll wait for. Uh, yeah, I'll wait for this one. Okay. So that's some of the the radical frameworks of Rav Pichas Mikoritz, and um, which which re- I say radical, but really all, all of all of the Hasidic Rebbe's say this in one degree or another. It's and it goes right back to the Baal Shem Tov's some of his fundamental teachings, which, which we'll look at together. Um, but I want to to read from the piece Etzna Rebbe, who, as a more contemporary Rebbe, um, understands that there's an art, an art of speaking these things to people like you and me who live in a modern world and need it to, to, make a, to, to be a little more accessible. Okay, and the Rebbe, and this is from Achshar Sa'avrechim. You have it on your pages, the first source from chapter three in Achshar Sa'avrechim, where until now he's been speaking about the necessity of awakening our our emotional, um, you know, capacity to feel in our Avodas Hashem, and and even in, in a capacity to be hit mitlahev, to to be turned on fire at times. But really, that the beginning point of the the keys to unlocking the nefesh, the the living soul, is is being in touch with with our emotional reality when we're doing doing Torah mitzvot. So he says like this. So he goes on and he says, you know, you might think that oh, I need to force myself to get aroused. I need to force myself to be all excited. He's like, it doesn't work. You can't fight. <laughs> or if you do, it's like you, you get you get stuck in those kind of combative. He says, Avoda Pshuta. Let's 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 strip it down to something to its bare bones. Avoda Pshuta Sherlaish Bishaash Ovedatashem. This the simple path, the simple approach when a person is serving God needs to be with Mahshavapshuta, with a very simple state of mind and awareness. Shiachov Evetashem Ani. I'm a servant of God. I'm a, I'm employed by the divine. <laughs> However, you find a language that's a little like more. At the end of the day, I, I am responsible to my Creator. That's what I'm. I'm, I'm engaged in this fundamental relationship. The Torah, the Tefillah, and the Mitzvot, through which I am enacting my devotion and my relationship with God, they are portions of godliness, shards of the divine, droplets of God. I mean, the materials themselves... Like, this is this is divine stuff that I'm interacting with. It's not only through intellectual iyun and learning, learning and 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 seichel that I connect, that I attach myself to God, right? Because he's he's referring now to something that he's already fleshed out, which is it's brought famously in the, in the Tanya, but in a lot of this frame that the Torah is in the sense holding the consciousness of God, the mind of God, and when I attach my my mind to, to those godly thoughts I'm, I'm coming into dvekut mind to mind contact but the Rebbe is saying 
it's not only through this intellectual endeavor of the mind that I can attach myself to God. But also in the doing. The doing is also a way of immersing myself in God, of attaching myself to something godly. Not only Torah learning. Doing is the state of mind, or is it what's the It is the action of mitzvot. The most fun, the thing that you're doing. When you're doing mitzvot, your doing is an attachment to, to something godly. And the letters and words of Torah and of tefillah that I'm speaking, that I'm meditating on, that I'm pronouncing. Forget, forget the mind that are. I'm uttering the things coming out of my mouth, the sounds that I'm forming with my lips and vocal cords and throat and tongue. Shemot, svirot, umalechei kodesh, miktusha ila'ahem. What are these words and letters? These are shemot. They're, they're divine names. It's the expression of God's identity. Svirot, the divine svirot, malachei kodesh, and the angelic forces. It's all of this, again, godly stuff coursing through my, in this case, my mouth. I'm talking to God right now. And in this moment when I'm speaking them, Hashem ovrim. As I am speaking these words, Hashem and God's Rivivot Kodesh, those, the multitudes of, of, of God's holy throngs, <laughs> all the holy entities and beings and forces and energies, Bikirbi Ovrim, they're coursing through me, they're passing through my, my being. Right? I don't have to create that. That is, Rabbi saying, that is what, what I'm engaged in right now. That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm handling radioactive materials. That's that's what I'm doing. <coughs> so then what is my avodah? My peace is to connect with and attach myself and be attuned to this Kdusha Ila'a, this heightened holiness. That is becoming manifest, expressed, real. And being drawn within me, being drawn through me. And when I believe this, and I have this intention and this kind of basic frame of mind, that's how I'm relating to what I'm doing. With both kind of a an open, simple faith in that, that I believe this to be true. This is something divine that I'm dealing that I'm engaging with. And which is a phrase that Rabbi uses a lot, PCS uses a lot. It basically means a, a sustained awareness, a strong focused strong focus. So this itself will begin to arouse me and bring me more alive and aware and connected to what I'm doing. Right, so Rabbi, he frames this, he's like, let me give you simple instructions. 
here's where we start. Where we start is we are already touching something divine. Even in the most basic way, it's not what you understand or know or think or learn or just the words, the letters, the mitzvot are divine instruments. You're playing a divine instrument. Listen listen to the music. (laughs) Listen to the music. You don't have to fabricate anything. Just, Just let yourself kind of sink in gently into that way of relating to what you're doing to that awareness and, and then it'll start to speak it'll start to pronounce itself to you it'll start to show itself to you it'll start to touch you do you think there's a, the awareness that you're talking about that there's, much, there's a big difference between weekday tefillah mm-hmm. Shabbos tefillah mm-hmm. Yom Tov beautiful uh, fast yeah. days and yeah. Yom Kippur yeah the, the highest mm-hmm. I mean which so you can't get into the, the awareness um, on an equal basis. It varies in you know it varies in in different ways and forms in in, in every. But you feel different too. It's, you feel different every day. You feel different, you feel different every day of the week. Right. You feel right. different on Shabbat. So the Rebbe has a, a, a very powerful piece in Bnei Shavatova where he basically says that we need to develop an inner observe histaklut pnimit an inner. Mm. Not vision, an ability to, to look inside, to, to, to be able to see, perceive, observe what is happening inward. He says, without this, we miss it all. Mm-hmm. We don't know, like, Tzikiel Shofar and, and Tuesday Mincha and eating matzah. It's like, it's, 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 he says, like, mitzvot, not only do I lose these kind of greater levels of, of attachment to God, but he's like, mitzvot shlemot, they just pass me by. If I'm not cultivating an inner awareness, in the moments that I'm engaging with God, with Torah Mitzvot, so they all just pass me by. The connection, the connection, and being being paying attention, paying attention to what's going on right right now. What's the unique contact point? What's it? Not what is it conceptually? What what am I feeling and experiencing right now when I'm when I'm touching into this? And just soaking in that. So when I'm davening, and when I'm learning, and when I'm doing mitzvot, the Rebbe's saying, you don't have to kind of build this great edifice to then be able to daven in this kind of like, you know, heightened way. He's like, no, let's, let's, let's start, let's reframe the whole thing. You're starting in God's place. You're dealing with speaking, handling divine materials. Let it, that's what's passing through you. <coughs> Start to pay attention. Start to pay attention. And when I'm starting to pay attention with that basic assumption that this is something of God, so then the way that it's being, that I'm experiencing it internally is also showing me something of God. Right? I'm already in the room together. We're, we're, we're already in, in dialogue. I might still be tired. I might still be thinking about you know my shopping list. I might, but but I'm also making space for God already, and then and then it, it, it can build from there on its own, so to speak. It's a whole class. What? It's a whole class. We're making more space. Yeah, but but it things. but it's not it's not by force. It's not something that needs to be forceful. It's it's something that we can we can do. 
we can enter into with relative simplicity. There's also variations on a tune that also bring you into different. When I say variations on a tune, is some days you say tafel, some days you don't say tafel, sure. some days you say hollow, some days yeah. you say this special right. prayer. It's gonna, is, it's gonna be, it's gonna. If we're if we're attentive to how to to what what we feel and experience when we're relating to these things, so it's gonna feel different every single day. Right. The that that's that's great. That is what it is. The, the tragedy is that we do it all without feeling any of it because because our starting point is not one of making space for for God here and, and coming with just this basic awareness of I'm interacting with with something godly it it, it be, that kind of gets stored away somewhere far, too far back to really be at the forefront of our of our consciousness when we're when we're doing these things and and here, want to bring some of the the this really is, is rooted in some of the basic teachings of the Baal Shem Tov the, the Rebbe saying you know the words and letters of Torah and Tefillah are godliness passing through me so the Baal Shem Tov wrote a famous letter to his uh, brother-in-law of Gershon Kittiver where he talks about this soul ascent he had and he went into the chamber of Mashiach and asked when are you coming and eh, eh, it's a long story I'm not going to rehash the whole thing but, but basically the, the Baal Shem Tov came out and said Mashiach wouldn't, wouldn't let me kind of unlock the keys for us all to, to, to do what Mashiach said needs to happen for, for redemption to come but this much I know he says. this much I know in that every word and letter there are olamot neshamot and alokut. There are universes. There are souls, and there is divinity. And our avoda is to pour our entire being into every one of those words. That's the Baal Shem Tov's like basic marching instructions. And, and we're going to read a few pieces from uh, from Sefer Baal Shem Tov Torah, which is a collection of of the Baal Shem Tov's teachings from throughout the Chazid Farim, This is specifically in a section called Amud HaTfila in Parshat Noach. Um, I just want to make sure that I'm on the right same page as you are. Yeah, yeah. And here it's, yeah. It's This is the first of them. So Vashem Tov is, is teaching from the, the Pasuk in Parshat Noach about how to build how to build the ark. Tzohar ta'aseh la'teva ve'lama t'chalena mi'omala. Build a tzohar, say a window for the ark, and let it have like an ama from the, from the roof of the, of the ark. Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov Alav HaShalom Amar. It says Ribash, right? Alav HaShalom Amar. This is, uh, see all of the all of the deep teachers of Pnimut Torah have the same Rashi Tevod. Rashbi, Zerub Shem Bar Yochai, Ribash is a Yisrael Baal Shem Tov. What? Rav Baal Shem Tov? Rav Yisrael Shem Tov, the Arizal. I believe there's another way to do this. Rav Yitzchak, Ben Shlomo. So Ribash, Allah Vashalom, Amar Tzor, 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 What does it mean to make a window for the Ark? Shetihiyeh HaTeva, Shadam Adaber, Batoro, Tfila, Matzir. Let the teva, let the words that a person is speaking in Torah and in tefillah, 
shine, matzhir milashon. Tzohar is light. The reason a tzohar is a window is because it lets the light in. In modern Hebrew, a tzohar means like a, um, a skylight. Because in every single letter, there are worlds, there are souls, there is godliness. And when we're speaking them, when we're engaging with them, they are rising up and, and mingling, connecting, attaching themselves to each other with godliness. And then, you know what happens after we speak those letters? Those letters come together and they form actual words. Okay, letters are, are on a level that, that precedes meaning. It precedes meaning, letters. If you could slow down my speech enough, you know, you could just imagine one letter but if you go too fast, we can't understand it either. Well, this is this is just another this is just another another articulation of kind of what we talked about with Fila. We don't deal with with letters. We don't deal with the yesodot of what we're encountering. We deal with the extracted meaning. If you take this to like like brain processing, right? We don't actually pay attention to the things that are around us. We are 90-whatever percent of our brain activity is, is reminding us, is replaying memories of learned experiences. I've already seen this thing millions or billions of times in my, in my you know, visual field. My brain's already stored it, and I'm just seeing that same thing that I learned what it is. I'm not actually perceiving what's in front of me. I'm rehashing my memories. And I'm, in a sense, just playing this movie in my brain based on something that that was and assuming that that's what is right now. So the Baal Shem Tov is teaching us in, in, on that level to undo, untangle that automatic brain process. How do you contact something real in the here and now and what you're doing and what you're relating to? The, 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 the infinite present being. How do you contact that? Oh, you have to get in touch with what it is as it's emerging in the here and now. So, so a letter is just that. <laughs> it's just that. A sound. It doesn't mean anything. As the, you know, one of the pieces later here says that the Bashan Tatarish. There's no meaning to them. There's no commentary on them. Even to call the letter by a name isn't what we're talking about. He's talking about You know the Chazal says the Marich they talk about being Marich in, in the Dalid of Echad to elongate one letter. Hashem talking about giving space to just the thing in its raw, to the raw materials. Again, what the Rebbe is saying, what the Pesach is saying, these are chelkei elokut. 
We're getting given raw materials. Let's not just jump to dessert. <laughs> Let's chew it, chew it over slowly. So, so the letters, they come, and they form a word. Sounds so obvious, right? Of course, a word is made out of letters. No, but when you don't give attention to, to, to what it is, so it doesn't shine. There's no star. There's no light. There's no light in it. There's no light in it. It's a, it's an empty, it's an empty case. Okay. And then he says that through this process, those letters and those words, they they connect and they make yichudim amitiim belakut. They form these what's called divine yichudim, which is is the avod of the Baal Shem Tov, the avod of the Mukubalim is to 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 unify God in reality. Right? When we talk about tefillah being God interacting with God. Well, what is that about? Why is that even? Why is that even necessary? If God is God, so, so what's this kind of communication about? So this is what's called Yehudim. What's called Yehudim is that yes, in its in its core identity, the core identity of everything is <coughs> God is God. But there is the avoda being miyached to you to bring to light to bring to expression that. That unity. That's called the yichud. When God can be identified <laughs> and not just buried beneath the the, the concealments. He says a person needs to include their own soul, their own being in every step of this process, in those elemental letters, in those words that are formed. In that awareness of, of God that that emerges from him. Then all universes, all worlds, which really means is the multiple layers of existence, are are together. They're coming together as one. It's not a disjointed me over here, that over there, God somewhere else. It's bringing that unity to. So here. Okay, I'm going to skip a little bit to this V'tzarich Lishmoa B'chol Teva Masha Omer. It's an important piece. Hashem says, you need to listen to every word. To every word. What is it saying? What's it speak? What is it speaking? We'll see this in some of the other Makkara too, but it's, it's one of the, the kind of, again, a kind of revolutionary reframe from Baal Shem Tov's teachings is tefillah is something to listen to? It's not just something to say? It's not just like me talking? If I'm listening to it, so it's somehow speaking to me too. Right? It's not just me blabbering. Now listen to this. Says, what is happening in Tefillah? The Shechina is called Olam HaDibur, the world of articulation. The reality in which the plane on which things are manifest. It's, it's spoken. It's out in the open. It's here. What is my job in tefillah? Is to be an accompaniment for the Shekhinah. The Shushvinin are the people who walk a bride and groom to the chuppah. 
The image here is that I am walking the bride of God to unite with her beloved. How do I do that? I'm an instrument for those words to be voiced through. I give them attention and I listen. And I let them do what they need to do. It's not a forceful me doing. It's it's me being being a servant of the Shekhinah. I'm accompanying her. I'm accompanying her down the aisle. <laughs> and the listening is a part of giving it attention. Yes, the listening is, is, is giving it space and, and attention, yeah. And, and listening to it, because, because ultimately our consciousness is, is, in a sense, the place where these Yehudim are, 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 are going, to, going to take place in a, in a fuller way. The Yichud is for, for the world to become awoken to, to God's reality. Not for, okay, it's already all God, so it's already all God. No, there's, there's like a, a purposefulness here of there being a, a world of, of, of conscious awareness of, of God. How can you, how can you do this in a real way? By the next pasuk um, in, in in God's instructions, come, you and your entire household into the teva, into the ark. Right? God tells Noah, come with you and your whole family and your whole household. Enter into the word with your entire body, all of your energy, all of your faculties, enter it. Your senses, your mind, your heart, your body, your breath, just your life. Bring your life into the words. The next, I'll just read some of the next, uh, the next piece here. He says, Says you have to put your entire energy into the into the words and go from one walk from letter to letter to letter until you forget gufa, your gufaniyut, which doesn't mean it's like anti physicality. It means that you're you're no longer stuck in your in your awareness is no longer defined by the boundaries of your body. You're you're in you're immersed in these these things. You're fully attentive to it, and that's where you are. So you know he goes on and gives it more more kabbalistic interpretation there, but but in a sense what what, what this is describing is tefillah is not something where I enter with a predetermined um, script or even idea of okay I'm going to do these things this is what it means and 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 this is how I'm having kavana. And this is what I'm accomplishing here. It's 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 saying no. You're starting you're starting from the beginning here. Come. You're given. You're given pages of of uh, divine food to ingest. Take one small bite. Savor the flavor. Oh. One letter. Next letter. The next piece opens up. Let yourself be led by this experience, and and the the cognitive piece, or the in a sense intellectual awareness that, that we come to, is something that that hits us, that arises into our awareness as we listen 
to our experience and what we're doing. It starts to formulate and speak to us at some point, but it's not confined by its predetermined meaning either. Right? It's something that grows out of the the dance of the of these these divine elements that I'm that I'm interacting with and how that is processed through my being by putting my energy and attention and body and senses into it. It's an interaction between my soul and and, and the soul of these of these these letters and words and, and, and the one who is embedded within them. In a sense, it's non-directed. I'm following. Right? I'm the Shoshvina de Malka. Or de Malkata. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the Shoshvina of the Shechina. I'm, I'm, I'm like being led by her, by the Tefillah, by the words. And uh, so on that note, I just want to kind of end with this, this piece from Pinchas Mikoretz again. Okay? Once I heard from Rapichas Mukaritz, that if a person cries from the pleasantness and pleasure of the of Tfilah, like somebody who is so incredibly um, pleased by something that from their pleasure and it they they they, they, they drop tears. If that's what you experience from the pleasure of tefillah, you know that was that it was accepted, that it reached the right place. And another time I heard from him, that if you lift up your hands in tefillah, if your hands shoot up on their own, Without your intention, without thinking, the hands go up on their own. There too, you know that the tefillah touched where it needs to touch. What is he talking about? He's talking about us responding to something else that overtakes us. I am not directing my behavior or experience or awareness here. I'm letting myself be deeply affected by the tefillah itself. It is speaking into me. Or I am opening myself enough for it to really percolate inside of me and it's doing things through me. It's doing through me. So if my hands just shoot up, if the tears just start to pour up because there's there's a kind of pleasantness in this experience that's overwhelming my my system. This is, you, you know you've touched the real thing. It's, it's, you know, like about the Bosham's very first teaching to Rav Yaakov Yosef Mipongoy. Loosen the reins. Loosen the reins. Let, let the, don't, don't fight the horses by, by trying to control them. Loosen the reins. Yeah, what is loosening the reins? We are maintaining a machshavah hazakah, focused kavana, focused awareness, but not in a strong way. In, in, a, in, a, in a very porous way. And listening to the words and listening to the experience of those words and, and letting it resound.
Many of these recordings are from Rabbi Ami's ongoing weekly classes given at Yeshivat Sharei Shalom in Jerusalem. For more information, go to shalom.org.il forward slash about. This podcast is supported in part from a grant from the Hadar Institute. The music is by Rav Daniel Kohn. For more from the Shefa Podcast Network, visit our Facebook page and please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts.